Well, greetings to you this afternoon. I bring greetings, formal greetings on this great day, a day in which I'm truly honored to be able to stand before you and to preach on this day in which Justin's being ordained. I bring greetings from Affirmation Presbyterian. I also bring greetings and congratulations from Chapelfield Christian Schools. I have to say, just looking out here at this group and knowing the different faces, at least many and most of you, I have to tell you, over the past couple months, I've felt such encouragement uh, over the nature of the Christian community that I'm part of and that you're part of, particularly this Presbyterian and Reformed community of which we're a part. I think of the places that Justin has ministered, and there are representatives of all of them here, of course, Westminster and Christ Church, Affirmation and Chapelfield Christian Schools, but also Hudson Valley URC, Coldenham Presbyterian, Goodwill Presbyterian. Uh, it's just a, it's a beautiful uh, assembly of Reformed Presbyterian Christian brothers and sisters. And I have to say, it's a tremendous thing. And we ought to uh, pray that the Lord continue to build this community for his glory and for the sake of the gospel ministry in the Hudson Valley. This is an exciting day for many levels, but for me, one reason is I've known Justin since he was a kid. He's still a kid, you know, but, uh, but I knew him as a student. You know, I was one of his teachers, and uh, I, I like to say that I saw the potential uh, there in Justin. I, I particularly remember one day giving a test, and, and uh, I look back, and other students were finishing their test. Justin had not only finished it, but he had flipped it over. He flipped it over quite early, in fact. And, and he was just writing away, and I, I'm thinking to myself, oh, yes, yes, I know his father. This is a great mind. Uh, he's, he's writing a tremendous essay here on the back of this test. Excited to see how he did at the end. And as everyone's turning it back in, I, he hands his in to me, uh, to me, and I said, Justin, how did you do? And it was, uh, fine, but he turns his paper over, and he said, but I've worked out the starting lineups on the past 10 World Series champions. And on the back of this paper were 10 baseball diamonds with the starters in every position and beside them the, uh, the batting lineups for, these, for the past 10 World Series champions. So I, we didn't have texting back then, but if I did, I would have texted Kevin quickly and said, I don't know what we can do with this young man. But I've known Justin as a student, and it is exciting to have him now as a colleague uh, at Chapel Field, to have him teaching with us. He's been a colleague with me also at our study center at Dwark Hill, um, and now to be a fellow minister in the PCA and in our presbytery is a tremendous uh, thing, and very excited about it. Of course, I'm very thankful as well for the entire Sherrod family, for Julia and for the kids, and for mom and dad. Uh, today is a day that, uh, that we enjoy and rejoice in the fruit of faithfulness. Uh, the faithfulness of godly parents, the faithfulness of a church community uh, that is, is bearing itself here in the ordination of, of Justin. So it's a wonderful day. I just want to take a couple minutes for us on this great and glorious day to contemplate what is happening here. What is happening in this ordination that Justin is undergoing? And to do so, I've taken Paul's words, read by Robert today, from Ephesians chapter 3. Paul discusses his own ordination, if you will, his own calling, and it's worth considering his words as we think what is happening to Justin today. 
And this is what he says in verse 7, the verse that Robert began with. Of this gospel, Paul says, I I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given to me by the working of his power. I was given this gospel and made a minister by the gift of God's grace. What we will see displayed here today with the physical laying on of hands is Justin receiving a gift of the grace of God bestowed upon him through his agents, his ministers within the New York State Presbyterian. I want us to consider why this is a gift of grace. What is happening that Justin's ordination and our ordinations are in fact gifts of grace? So I want us to think about it in three ways. And first, this is a gift of grace because of the nature of the one giving it. We will all lay our hands on Justin today, but it will not be us giving the gift of ministry and the gospel of grace to Justin today. It will be God himself. And the God that will bestow this gift on Justin today is the all-sufficient God. He is the God that does not need Justin. He's the God that doesn't need Pastor Kevin or any of you. He is the all-sufficient God before whose presence we, in some sense, are superfluous. Our ministries are superfluous. We bring nothing to the table except what he gives us. And I think that's important for us to remember today. This is what makes this ordination a great gift of grace. Nonetheless, Justin has sensed the call, and as such, he cannot abdicate the responsibility. On the one hand, he's superfluous. On the other hand, he's essential. It's a superfluous essential that he is. (laughs) This amazing tension that we have where Justin has the responsibility now to be a minister of the gospel of grace, but always knowing from beginning to end that this is, in fact, a gift of ministry given to him. And this is not just for ministers, in fact. You all are superfluous. God does not need us to be his co-workers, but nonetheless, he gives us this gift of grace by which he summons us, whether it be to the ministry or to medicine or to parenthood or to whatever place he has called you. He doesn't need you to do it. And yet he has called you to do it and he has gifted you to do it. And it is our responsibility to hear the call of the Lord as by God's grace, Justin has, which has been confirmed by our presbytery and then to act on it and to give the rest of his life to it. Indeed, this is a gift of grace because of the nature of the giver. But secondly, it's a gift of grace because of the nature of the one receiving it. Not only is Justin a superfluous essentiality, but he's also an unqualified one. And so am I. And so are you in all the tasks God has called us to do. We are all unqualified for the amazing weight of the gift that God has given us to do. And this is the pattern of the way God works. In fact, it is that very nature of being unqualified that in his marvelous and mysterious wisdom actually qualifies him to do it. And were he to come before the presbytery talking about all of his qualifications, that would be the sure sign that he's not qualified. It's our lack of qualifications, in fact, that qualify us 
to be used by God. And when you look at the pattern of God's working throughout history, do we not see it? Hence the title of the, of the homily today, The Glorious Insufficiency. Justin is gloriously insufficient for the calling that is being given to him and placed on him today. But God has been doing this all through the ages. He chooses a man to begin a new creation in Noah, and the man can't stay sober for a couple days, and he's cursing his own family members, and everything spirals out again. He chooses a man to be the father of many nations, and he chooses a man married to a barren woman who himself is well past the age of having children. And this is going to be the father of a great nation, in fact, of many nations. He chooses a spokesman for his people to make the case before the greatest power in the world at that time, the great and mighty Pharaoh. He chooses Moses, a man who says right there in the text Mark read for us today, I can't speak well, and I'm going to be the voice. And when he chooses one of his disciples to be the rock upon which this new church will be built, he chooses the one who will three times deny him at that most crucial moment. And when he chooses his apostle to the Gentiles, he chooses this one who has been known best as a persecutor of the church. And Paul knows it. Paul knows it in our text. In verse 7, he says, Of this gospel I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given to me by the working of his power. And then he says, to me. It's almost, I, this is just the way my imagination hears this being said by Paul. It's almost as if Paul is describing the gift of this ministry, which, by the way, has landed him in prison. And as he's reflecting on the marvelous depth of the gift that is given to him, it hits him, it's been given to me. In verse 8, that's what he said, to me. Though I am the very least of all the saints. In the Greek, he makes up a word there. It's actually, I am the leasterest. There's the least, and then there's the leaster, and then there's the leasterest, I guess. And how can we say it? How can we pile on how least I am? But I love that because Paul contemplates his own leastness. And he says, to me, this gift was given. He says as much to the Corinthians as well. He says, God has chosen. Not God takes what he can. You know, he, he puts out an ad, I'm looking for a father of many nations. And the only guy to sign up for the job is a guy who can't have children. He's going, oh boy. <laughs> it's not that. No, it says, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 1, God has chosen the foolish thing. To shame the wise. He has chosen the weak things to put to shame the strong. And then he brings it all the way down. If, if, if those three things, the, the foolish, the weak, and the base are not enough, he then says, he has chosen the things that are not. Like, you can't get lower than that. He has chosen the things that are not to put to shame the things that are. Justin, you'll need to be satisfied and content with being a thing that is not. You all will need to be satisfied to be a foolish thing, a base thing, a weak thing, a thing that is not. For in that condition, you are qualified to serve the king of kings. And as such, he chooses to work in 
and through you. It's a gift of grace because the nature of the one giving it. It's a gift of grace because the nature of the one receiving it. And then finally, it's a gift of grace just because of the nature of the call. Justin may be unqualified, as all of us are. He may be an unadorned jar of clay, as we all are. But the good news, Paul says, is that to this simple, unadorned, unqualified, superfluous jar of clay is given a treasure of inestimable worth. Justin is, giving, is being given a gift, a calling to bear the good news of the gospel, as Paul says, the mystery of the gospel, to bring Christ to bear upon the nations, to minister to sinners and to bring to broken sinners the balm of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's what we all do as the light of the world, and Justin has it in a particular and in a formal way as a minister of the gospel. That's a gift a gift way too heavy for him to bear. And Justin's pretty strong, but way too heavy to bear upon those little shoulders. And so brothers and sisters, friends of Westminster and of Christ Church, those who know Justin well, it will be upon us to lift our brother up and his wife. I remember when the first Sunday at Christ Church, I remember all hell broke loose and everything went wrong. And Justin said, oh boy, this, <laughs> this ministering the gospel seems like I've ended up right in the crosshairs of the evil one. Indeed, indeed. And so it will be upon us as brothers and sisters, co-laborers with Justin, yea, co-laborers with the Lord Jesus Christ to lift our brother and his family up in prayer as he serves. Justin, may the Lord bless you and and bless your ministry in the years to come. Amen. Amen.